Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast of Head Securely in the Clouds. Uh, this is our first episode, and I want to welcome uh, Shannon Keene and Rod Trent uh, to uh, to this episode. Uh, Shannon, why don't you? Uh, and for everybody, anybody that doesn't know me, my name my name is Dwayne Natwick. I am a, the global cloud security lead for Atos, uh, and help to advocate and uh, to help uh, customers and uh, and our partners and build uh, build our strategy and portfolio around our cloud security. And with me today is two of uh, two people from Microsoft, one of our key uh, partners. And uh, Shannon, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Shannon Keen. I'm a senior product manager at Microsoft. I work in the identity and network access division. My team specifically is called the Digital Influence Team, and we recently rebranded our team name. So we focus on broader, we call them swarms, but you can think of them as campaigns or sprints where we align ourselves to the divisional priorities for the year. And so we, you know, we, we focus on broadening awareness within our product group so that companies know how to adopt different tooling to make their end-to-end -end scenarios work a little bit better. Thank you, Shannon. And Rod, why don't you give a quick, uh, quick intro? Excellent. Thank you, Dwayne, for having me on. I totally appreciate it, especially after our big week at Ignite. So I think we have plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm still, it's kind of like Ignite hangover on Monday. So I'm just like, oh, what is my name? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Rod Trent. I'm a cloud security advocate here at Microsoft. That's an interesting title. I always kind of like to explain it this way. What I do at Microsoft is my role. I sit between our customers and our partners and the Microsoft experience and engineering teams. Um, my job is to collect feedback, whether that's through in-person events or virtual events. Uh, if you have feedback that needs to go to the product team, I'm the funnel for that. You give that to me and then we determine internally how that feedback gets represented. Is it a new doc, right? Or a learn module? Is it a blog post? Is it something that needs to go in um, to the roadmap? Whatever that thing happens to be, we determine what that is based on your feedback. How I make impact at Microsoft in my role, how I get promoted and all this stuff is by folks giving me feedback and me being able to actually accomplish something and doing something with that. So I'm really easy. I'm a very public person. I'm very easy to get a hold of. If you have feedback about any of our security products or all of any of our security platform products or features, hit me up on Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever. Because again, if you like me, help me. I need to, I need to be promoted <laughs> as much as possible. And if, and if, you, and if, and if you have a topic on KQL or a question on KQL, AQL. Yeah, he's the he's the guy to turn he, to. That's he for is sure. The guy to turn to, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have you? I have your, have your book. Your book is your book is among my books on my bookshelf. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. get me on my soapbox. That's <laughs> yeah. critically important. Save it for thing. a different day, right? Yeah, yeah different, different podcast, different podcast, different exactly. podcast. The importance of but yeah, so yeah, so as Rod said, uh, Ignite just wrapped up. Uh, you know, it last week uh, as at the time of recording. Uh, you know, this month of October, uh, we had had two great days of a hybrid event with Ignite. Did go back with a limited in person. Uh, I, everyone on this call, uh, we were just talking about attended virtually, but uh, but didn't get didn't have to miss out on anything. So uh, I got the opportunity too to do a couple of table talks, which was really fun. Um, 
one of those that was on identity, other on uh, other on how AI uh, feeds uh, security. So, so kind of a little bit of a sentinel talk in there as well, there, nice. Rod. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so hit hit both of your areas there, uh, as, yeah. as I as I as I tend <laughs> as I tend to do in, in a lot of, in a lot of my talks. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, a lot of good, a lot of great announcements around security. I liked how uh, security was was a key pillar of the do more with less with the protect. I, I always like the protect everything, everywhere, everyone, uh, whichever order that was that uh, Satya put it in. Uh, <laughs> I think he had everything, everyone, everywhere. I like to put everyone first. You really want to protect everyone before you protect things. I, you know, is is always my take. But, uh, but either either way, it's a great you know great to have that pillar. Yeah. And and uh, and I thought some really great stuff around uh, around identity and and endpoints and uh, and let's start off, Rod. I'm sure you got a few things around. <laughs> Like defender for cloud and and detection and response type uh, type areas. That you yeah, there was. About. It's really easy to go through. You know, we have the book of news, right? So if you go to aka.ms/msignitebookofnews, all one word, don't separate it. Um, you'll get the ignite book of news for 2022. And there's it's a. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't have to put the dashes in when you put the URL. Oh, please in. Please don't. It, please don't. It, I don't know what. I don't it. know what will happen. I've not even tried it. You may go to a site that I would not. No, it actually. It, I actually put it in. I actually put it in with the dashes, and it did work. But, but oh. that's good that you don't have to put the dashes. Ah. The in. Well, see, I know that because I'm the one that created it. So anyway. Um, <laughs> You are good with the AK, with the AKAs. I, I well, appreciate quick. that. I'm I quick. use my, I use the one you created for me all the time. Yeah, I'm quick with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we had a lot of announcements last week. It's with that book of news. I, I have to kind of explain a little bit. It's it's difficult sometimes, particularly an event like Ignite or some of our other um, Microsoft first party conferences, to kind of sift through the things that are most impactful, right? Because think about how we develop products these days, you know, cloud-based, the on-prem stuff, everything, it follows this very quick pace, right? This this model, there's literally something new, hundreds of things new, you know, all across the whole stack mm -hmm. of our products announced every week, right? Private previews, public previews, yeah. um, stuff that it's been, you know, generally released. And in fact, one of the things that brings to mind right now, we talked about from a Microsoft Sentinel perspective last week was, Finally, the basic logs and stuff have come out of preview and they're all public and all and all that stuff, which is great. But yeah, we probably would announce that anyway. That was not, to me, kind of a big high impact thing as part of uh, Microsoft Ignite, even though it's cool. Um, and I absolutely love Sentinel and I everybody knows that, right? Um, but I think there were some things to me that, that were announced. One thing in particular that I don't think got its due and then there were some other things I thought that were kind of significant and important from, I focus primarily on the cloud, right? That's cloud security is, is my general focus. So Defender for um, uh, Defender for Cloud, uh, Microsoft Sentinel and things like that. So Defender for Cloud last week, I think one of the key things that were announced and the thing that I think immediate overjoy from uh, most of our customers was the Defender for DevOps, right? So you talked about that messaging protecting everything. This, um, Vasu talked about it last week in one of the sessions where it's from the code to the cloud, 
right? Yep. We're protecting everything from the code to the cloud from the beginning all the way to the end of that life cycle, which I think is hugely important. So that's something that we have invested heavily in. So that Defender for DevOps, I think, was one of the immediate things people I saw comments like right away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that great. was yeah, being being at a MSSP company as that that is you know or my my department being mssp and then of an overall uh msp and cloud migration company <laughs> that yeah. was that was one that that immediately was like well that's about time it's about time yeah. for that you know the you know rather than it you know being I- that you know once once you're all in the run you know how do you get the, get to that run Yes, Shannon, go ahead. So I was going to add something. So like, I remember when the Defender rebranding happened uh, and yeah. when I, when I read times. through the book of news, right. A couple of times I read yeah. through the book of news and I'm like, I thought that was already a thing. And then I'm like, no, it wasn't. But <laughs> again, you just, you go through this whole notion of Defender for everything and you just yeah. kind of immediately think it's everything. And it was nice to see it called out and it really lends itself well to that whole single pane of glass. I do think we will eventually capture it. I do think we will eventually have that single pane of glass, but this is one step getting us a little closer to that point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and well, and that's, that's hugely important. Customers want right. that, right? Right. If, if they're using multiple consoles, they're literally back to the old days oh, where 100%. they're literally using a different product for every yep. single yep. thing. And they all have different consoles. We have to have this kind of uniform, uniform look and feel for our security yeah. uh, products, which Leads to my second biggest thing, I think, that was mentioned last week. And and Shannon, I think you can help with this as well, because this really plays into the identity and management piece. I don't think people caught this. This has kind of been whispered uh, in the holes for you know a decade or so. Uh, because from my perspective, my career started as an SMS, SCCM, Intune person. You know, I'm not going to say how long ago that was, but a Just long say it was time last ago. Week. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Last week, two weeks yeah. ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But now configuration manager, which was in endpoint manager, or I don't know, I don't even know if that term exists anymore, has been rolled into this Intune family. So we're going to yeah. have some mm-hmm. advanced um, management capabilities that come out, I think spring next year, something like that, going to be introduced. Um, that's huge to me, right? Yeah. Bringing Intune, bringing the endpoint management into our security stack. Um, that's, that it's goes awesome back to, to the protecting everything, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Endpoint. I mean, ultimately, yeah. When when you talk about the the, the two main things in the cloud that you've got to protect as <clears throat> as a uh, as as a security department is the is the endpoints and it's the identity. So yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we move to Shannon for a second? Sure. We'll come back to you and some of your other main other big yeah. things that you got, Rod. But uh, but what are your what are your thoughts around uh, around some of the uh, the identity protection uh protection announcements last week sure so we moved into the realm of entra or entra identity governance is now in public preview now everybody was thinking what is this is it brand new it's not it's technically a rebranding because identity governance has always been a part of the azure active directory suite but when we did our rebranding back in june it made sense to sort of have this stand out as its own sort of little area underneath the Entra umbrella, so to speak. So there's brand new capabilities for lifecycle workflows inside of identity governance. So that will allow more automation and connection to on-premises for those consistent policies, 
And it's one of those things where you can start to see that we are trying to be that competitor in the space, right? So we're really investing our efforts to make this be as much a like for like with other competitors and to be kind of everybody's everything, you know? Um, most people have Azure Active Directory. Most people have some sort of identity governance solution. Let's start to meet customers where they are and mature the product. So um, that's kind of a, a, a cool reality. Um, there were also a little bit, uh, there's another kind of area, right? There's a separation of duties feature for entitlements management and compliance safeguarding, which is awesome. Um, let's see. I think some of the other things that I thought were interesting was certificate-based authentication is now mm -hmm. in preview. So that meets the United States Executive Order on Cybersecurity, which is fantastic. That was the biggest holdout for why folks wouldn't move off of ADFS. And now they have the opportunity to think about moving the authentication and authorization 100% into Azure Active Directory which is huge. You don't have to have that massive ADFS farm anymore unless you really want it, right? But obviously you can sort of see the reality is we think that the future is in Azure Active Directory, which is part of Microsoft Entra. So now you don't have to worry as much about maintaining your certificate authority environment, your ADFS environment, all of the different complex uh, configurations you don't have to necessarily think about anymore. It's all handled for you inside of Azure Active Directory, which is part of the Entra uh, realm. Is it Entra or Intra? So that's we when we were just joking about before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, I had to bring that up. Uh, no, and I think it's I think it's important. I've heard it both ways. It? It's sort of that tomato tomato Azure Azure, it's, right? It's I I, I right. think it's the <clears> same. <throat> Yeah, right. So same question to you. Is it a sim or a seam? <laughs> I always, in, in all my sessions, my presentations, I always say both. I said, I always say seam, yeah. sim, however you pronounce it. It's just like this. It's the same thing. Word. That's the same thing that I do because it depends. Yeah. It, 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 that's a geographically, I, I find that as a geographic yeah. pronunciation as well. Um, uh, I, I actually, I actually Googled one time the pronunciation and like, like the CISO pr pronunciation, I think is SIM in most places. Yeah. But, but like I said, yeah, in Europe, it's generally said SIEM as well. So, I, uh, you know, um, yeah, oh, a product ahead, manager, a wise product manager told me one time because folks were, um, did we call it SMS or SCCM or whatever at the time, you know, people were kind of having that debate back and forth. Wise product manager told me we don't care what they call it as long as they use it. Uh, that, that's the Microsoft well, way, and right? I think, Dwayne, you and I, we even did a, a series on security inside of Azure when you were over at Opsgility. And I said seam and you said sim. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It could be called either. I'm just so used right. to calling it one thing. And I always forget that people have a number of different ways of making sense of things, you know? Yeah. So said, yeah. as long as they use it, just call it Microsoft yeah, Sentinel. Exactly. That's all you need, right, Rod? Thank you all. I thought, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, and so uh, back back to what you were saying about that certificate based authentication, you know, and uh, you know, and, and one of the things that pop out around that is you know the phishing resilience, and, yes, and uh, and the conditional access authentication strength capabilities. Oh yes, that yes, that's right. Well that's another good one. That's around good that, one. it's 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 amazing that this that this announcement comes out in October, just like a month after the Uber 
yeah right because somebody got fished for their authentication code and now you know it's it almost like, like microsoft knew except microsoft yeah it's yeah <laughs> don't, want to, don't want to get any conspiracy theories going here but there was, uh i can tell you right now there was a scramble internally how are we gonna yeah talk about this, there was right? because there was. that was that was huge no, and, and 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 that's and that's something that uh, that generally I talk about when when I do any kind of talk about identity protection is is that your you know your MFA is only as good as as how you make it for the users, and so you know that was that was like Exhibit A, the Uber breach. Exhibit B is is always every time I go, every time I hear my wife complaining uh, when she ha when she goes to authenticate into uh, into her systems and she gets and she has to like get the code sent to her multiple times because it times out or it, she types it in wrong or things like that you know user adoption and making it in user uh user ease is always a key thing to uh to mfa and like having somebody having to put a code in rather than just using a face id and and hitting a yes on an authentication an authenticator app is always two well, different I things kind of have to interject because i think Absolutely. You might disagree, but we can have that argument. Shannon is the most important person at Microsoft because <laughs> you don't have security. You got no, you got no disagreement from me at all. <laughs> you don't have security. You're to butter unless, me up. <laughs> you don't have security unless you have identity managed. It's true. And, and, it's and in true. fact, we released last week this new Microsoft security portfolio graphic. And I'm already trying to rearrange that because it has identity and management at the bottom. It should be at it the, top. Be the top. It should yeah, be the top. Absolutely. It's the top is you're right. It's a top layer of defense and depth when you take physical out of there, right? Yeah. Should should be at the top layer of security. And yeah, if you're not thinking about that, you're uh, you're already behind everything. Yeah. yeah. One more interesting component, and I wanted to make sure because again, I couldn't catch everything and I've been doing as much as I can on demand. Like I've got a regular full-time job, unfortunately. So I didn't get a chance to catch as many sessions live as I would have liked to. Uh, workload identities is a big hot topic. In fact, I talk a lot about this in my sessions for meetups and things of that sort, right? So workload identities, the idea that it could be an application registration, it could be a service principle or a managed identities, sort of the wrapper around all three. There's some great new conditional access policies that you can set up so that you can start to figure out exactly what your security posture is like for these non-human identities that can't respond to an MFA challenge, for example, right? So that's really cool. And then you've got the Workload Identity Federation as well. So you can think about leaning on a third-party IDP that might need Azure Active Directory to authenticate, authorize, and you can run you know, your GitHub actions with it, right? So there's some really cool components that are hand, that are happening in that space. And, um, you know, that's all kind of been talked about loosely. And then it got a little more formalized with Ignite. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All, all of those areas are extremely important. Looking forward to how that, yeah, how that continues uh, to evolve. Uh, Rod, how about you? What are, what are a couple of the other things that you had had in your, in your so, list there? Yeah couple one of the things i i mentioned that i don't think it got it to do last week or people just don't truly understand its oh, scope yeah. yet right so we, we we've announced some really awesome partnerships recently some integrations for our products um of course at ignite last week we announced rubric you know the rubric thing uh, bringing additional signals right into things like microsoft sentinel because more signals you can have um the better off you are 
Right. Right. Sentinel's talk- only as good, only as good as the information that comes yeah. into it, right? <laughs> only as good as the logs, right? And and the yeah, the source of the logs. The <clears throat> another partnership which we announced a couple of weeks back, which I'm actually headed to Cleveland next week for an executive briefing um, with Tanium, another company, Tanium, awesome that we announced a couple of weeks ago. That integration in Microsoft Sentinel, additional security signals, awesome partnership. But what we announced at Ignite last week was the Zeek partnership. Um, Corelight has a product called Zeek, if I'm not familiar, and it's going to be, it's an open source thing that's integrated into uh, Defender for Cloud and um, Windows, right? And this is the other piece of that. So while Tanium's and these others are bringing in their pieces for those security signals, um, Zeek is bringing in the networking pieces, right? So that's that's great for... Uh, Windows for networking. It's great for the IoT stuff, which is generally considered agentless, right? It's still going to be able to capture all that information that is brought into Sentinel. So yeah. that's huge. And, and I don't think people really captured that last week. We talked about it, but we, I don't think we explained it very well what additional value that's going to bring because it's going to bring all of those networking signals, fill up that defend those defender for endpoint uh, tables with all of that additional information, which is yeah. Is that all part of the of the new attack vector, all, all of that, you know, the automation, the attack vector automation and being able to put more automation into uh, into Defender and being able to take a take a compromised uh, endpoint offline and all of that? Uh, that's that's more or less the rubric thing. Right. Um, so the signals. Yeah. Obviously, within Sentinel and some of our other components, we can automate, you know, the remediation or how to approach um, an initial attack and things like that. Um, rubric is more along those lines for the ransomware stuff, you know, quarantining sure. PCs and user accounts and things like that. We can obviously do it utilizing logic apps, but these are going to absolutely help with it because as, as we've seen, um, customers are more comfortable clicking around than running PowerShell scripts. Um, it's true. And, you know, having to jump outside a console somewhere to kind of figure something out. Um, so it's, it's, it needs to be convenient. And that's, that's the piece of that. Um, last thing for me, actually, and I have to mention this, it was announced during Ignite last week, but not at Ignite. And I think, unfortunately, um, and I have to mention this because of who I am last week, the magic quadrant for seam or sim, however Mm -hmm. you want to pronounce it, um, was announced. And, and I, I don't know how many people have watched this. Last year was a little bit of disappointment because Microsoft Sentinel was kind of low on the list in that Magic Quadrant. There's some reasons behind that that literally had nothing to do with us. It's just the way COVID and Gardner and yeah. all that stuff kind of worked out. But this year, it actually looks really impressive because where we went were last year to where we jumped to this year as the leader in, in that space for um, security information event management. That's, that's awesome. And, and you can't go without just congratulating the people that have worked on that for so long. Right. Yeah. I've, I've worked on Sentinel literally every day for the past four years, but these people, these engineers, the product teams, they've put their heart and soul into this stuff. And so that's pretty, pretty amazing to be able to take this kind of born in the cloud four years ago mm-hmm. product to where it is today. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a big, that's a really, yeah, really, uh, 
testament to the engineers and everybody involved in Microsoft because yeah, I mean, yeah, this product wasn't even around four years ago. I know it's, it's customer listening. Everything I, I promise you, everything that roadmap gets filled out. It's based on those customer on that customer engagement and the feedback from customers. So. No, oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to everyone at Microsoft for that. And yeah, I did see that announcement and thought that and I don't know. tweeted it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the reason it wasn't announced at Ignite, it's kind of us tooting our own horn. So it, it found its yeah. way in the LinkedIn realm, right? People were sharing right. it there. That that's, and then there were a bunch of internal threads that went around as well, yeah. highlighting it. But I, I feel like that's probably why it wasn't talked about just the perception of. Yeah, there was, uh, well, and there was horn. nothing technological about it. Right. Right. Just, right. Yeah. Like you said, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's recognition, it's marketing, yeah, and but it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's so great to own. see, especially given the fact that Sentinel's always been this iterative product, you know, born in the cloud, iterative, iterative fast too, not iterative like some of our other solutions. You know, it's just, it's the nature of the, the history, how old the service is, how long it's been around for how quick it can innovate. And I think because Sentinel's so young in comparison to other Azure services, it's turned around so fast and you have mm -hmm. so many folks adopting it. Uh, at large, you know, and you've got a lot of interesting activity out there that wasn't there even a year ago, right? More and more folks are adopting it. More and more folks are taking Rod's challenge, right? Actually, I don't know if it's your specific challenge, but I know that you were tweeting about it, the KQL Ninja, right? So we have um, we have the new detective series, right? Oh, that's um, right. The, and then the, yeah. the detective series. That's right. I saw that too. I, I keep bookmarking it. I need to like spend the time and go through it, right? Yeah. So, so if you go to detective custo.io um we we had actually talked about this several months back i i wanted to go as far as to make it like a scooby-doo mystery but um this is better um i think and, and and you're actually learning this query language which don't get me started this query language um which is necessary for anything in the cloud right anything in azure it's literally right. the language of the cloud if you it is it is um but it gives you a really fun way to learn it because you're like investigating things. You're a detective, you know, cloud. I know. Yeah. And I remember when I first was learning KQL, it was that Pluralsight course, which wasn't terrible. It was a really good start. But my background, yeah. I never was a DBA. So let's start there. And to like have to think through things like a DBA, it was a little bit of a struggle at first. I spent a lot of time just banging away, trying to make stuff work. But I like the fact that we've gotten more exciting about the way that we're teaching this to folks at large mm -hmm. it is um yeah it is an entry point into the cloud i promise you oh yeah um yeah it's uh it's it's a good thing Dwayne well, can sweet. tell I just want to say more, but that's it. Yeah, I know. I know. Rod, Rod just thought Rod, Rod wants to take over and uh, make the KQL uh, podcast, but we'll, okay, so we'll get you, we'll get you back. We'll get you back for that one. We'll, we'll have, we'll have something on that one later on. All right. Um, it was there. Uh, and, and, you know, something I, I know, you know, this is another, when we talk about rebranding, uh, uh, that, that was one of the interesting things probably about, um, about this ignite, there wasn't really a major rebranding of anything yeah. that I that I that I really caught. You know, um, besides besides maybe the 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 rebranding rebranding of Intune. Uh, yeah, I think was from <laughs> Intune. Well, never, in a way, though, manager, it's just like, manager is configuration manager, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, but uh, you know, another you know another kind of rebrand that that we've gone through over the last year is is the is around the compliance 
portal yeah. and and purview and i know there's you know there's a lot going on in that one as well um you know in terms of uh in terms of you know really really kind of bringing that all together and really making that uh a multi-cloud kind of uh solution uh in you know as well as with like microsoft defender for cloud uh and just bringing all of that together into you know into both you know 365 and and azure and aws and gcp and getting that you know getting again that that one uh that one portal and that one area uh you know of um you know within microsoft uh you know zero one you want to chime in a little bit on that well i'll, I'll let like shannon it. go but I, I think you highlighted something i'm going to interject real quick is you sure um, we we uh we've been talking a lot about microsoft in, in this podcast and uh, for obvious reasons however i don't think we've really highlighted enough that the solutions that we're talking about are multi-cloud they are and yeah. and hybrid so on premises and azure but also you know aws right. gcp IBM, if they had a cloud, I don't know. Um, maybe somebody else. I think Who they knows? do. They do. You I think. think they do? They still I think they do. do. Yeah. Let's let's not let's not cloud bash. <laughs> All right. But, but so, I just want to interject. Yeah, there's this whole thing. It's this is we're trying to protect everything, right? Right. Not all of our customers use all yeah. of our products in a perfect ideal Eden type of world. Yes, they would, but everybody has their own stuff. And that's you know, that's the way it should be. Yes. Um, and so we need to step up and help them protect whatever yeah and the, yeah and that and that, that was the story it's everything everywhere everyone you know it's everywhere yeah. and that mean that's not just microsoft like you said uh so uh yeah shannon anything you want to say about about the, I liked, the, any of the purview stuff yeah i liked seeing the data lifecycle management preview so i think that's cool right yeah. the idea that you can i think what is it you can retain a, the exact version of a file when it's shared with you uh, meaning if somebody changes it or whatever, you still have that point in time that it was initially shared with you. That is huge because mm -hmm. think about how many times somebody shares something with you and then they change it and you maybe you didn't check it at, at the time that it was shared with you. And maybe it has something in that file that you probably should have seen before it was changed, right? That is really cool. So you get a chance to see uh, you know, that data lifecycle management really expand out and mm -hmm. and kind of take that next step into the realm of, of lifecycle management. So I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That whole integrity part of the CIA triad, right. Is, yep. <laughs> is, I mean, that's really key. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're you know, making sure that, that there wasn't any kind of middleman attack or any, anybody that kind of puts anything into the, Oh yeah. I guess that, that's true too. Things yeah. like that, you know, the, those, and um, that, you know, as well as then for e-discovery and, and litig oh, yeah. litigation purposes, litigation obviously, yep. you gotta you gotta know that that custodianship throughout and what has been done with that document. So having having that life cycle in there is definitely huge. Yeah, well, and it it, it helps with you know our customers are across a vast number of industries, right? So those industry regulatory the regulations and things like that. This really absolutely helps them be able to meet or beat those expectations as well. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and I'm just I'm just just glancing at the book of news right now, and like the key point down at the bottom of all of that is is that that lifecycle management integrates with graph APIs within Microsoft, yes. and and you know, and obviously, like like we like we pointed out, like yeah, you know, thirty minutes thirty minutes into into our discussion, you know, the it 
it also is multi-cloud. So, you know, right. with AWS S3 buckets and, and those, uh, you know, and, you know, GCP storage and, and all those areas, you know, is, is big, uh, you know, and, and even going back to that multi-cloud. Partners. Yeah. Even going back to the, that AWS, you know, one of the key things, you know, uh, the back to defender for cloud agentless AWS EC2 and container, uh, in Defender as well, you know, so you don't even have to, you know, tie it into Azure Arc anymore. And you have this agentless capability to tie your yeah. accounts in, into Defender for cloud and, and be a true, multi, you know, be, be a true multi-cloud uh, security company within, within Defender, <clears throat> within the Defender portal and <clears throat> Sentinel and all that. Well, and it also talked about the integration partners, you know, building integrations for our solutions, but also for our partners who help their customers, right? You, you don't want to, you know, sideline them from being able to help their customers, their customers, they know that their customers use all these other different types of things, old stuff, modern stuff. Um, it's true. Stuff you've never heard of before, but it's true. it needs to be able to be protected. And that really gives a comfort to our partners. And speaking of that, you know, our, our MISA, you know, our partnership for our security stuff is, I mean, it's just growing hand over yeah. fist. Um, and that's absolutely one of the reasons why. I mean, it really lends itself well to the fact that we're meeting customers where they are, regardless of if they've never deployed something in Azure. We can meet them. We can help them secure their on-premises assets. We can help them secure their AWS assets, GCP assets, and Azure if they get to that point, right? So we really are trying to hit home the idea that we're playing nice with everybody. And we really are trying to be, you know, that 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 thought leader in the security space. I mean, I think that was really hit home by the fact that the security org all up moved out from underneath Scott Guthrie and moved underneath Charlie Bell when Charlie came over to Microsoft. So there's a specific org that we're in now, which is much different than it was prior to, gosh, it was about a year ago when that, that reorg happened. And, um, you know, and it's been a big driver for revenue um you know and it's one of those things that we, we want to make sure that that customers are protected we want to make sure that customers have their environments 100 like that single pane of glass right and i i still am a little shocked that i i thought there was a defender for devops already but that just goes to show you that there were so many announcements when the defender for yeah. kind of everything happened i just thought that it was lumped in there so it's nice to see that we we are thinking about other services that you know I guess I thought of were already part of the Defender rebrand, but yeah. it's just it's nice to see it ex expanding out. We we were protecting that through Sentinel through the signal. Okay, log, that's what it was. Not, yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, same thing. Same thing with like Defender for IoTs moving back into that defend those Defender groupings when it had been kind of put off on the side for a little while as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to, you know, get these things where they should be. So I think it exactly. That's all well, and I, I, I've, I've made this show a couple of times. Microsoft is very much so agile in real life. We may not get it right the first time, but we eventually will get it right. And it's a number of different ways of thinking through the scenario, right? It's listening to customers. It's customers being a part of the private preview, being a part of the public preview. That open feedback loop is really important. And it's something where, for instance, we've got a lot of these Azure advisors type communities where you can join and you can be a part of these NDA communities. Of course, you can't go broadcast what's shared with 
you, but it's a community where you can learn more and can be a part of that feedback loop a little bit faster so that when everything does reach public preview and general availability, it's probably where it, it should be. Um, mm -hmm. So those are, you know, interesting ways that Microsoft is trying to capture all of it before something releases to general availability. Yeah. And if it comes out of uh, general availability and it's not what you wanted, you need to blame your peers because we were listening it's, to that. It's true. It's true, right? <laughs> <laughs> blame, 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 the, blame the partner network and the, yeah, right. and the, MVP, right. and the MVP network. Yeah. All of them. Let's, 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 not go, let's not go throwing stones. We're in glass yeah, houses, yeah. right? <laughs> now, uh, you know, on that note, um, and, uh, you know, let's make it a little bit more positive. Great, you know, great stuff at Ignite. And and like, you know, like Shannon and Rod, you both were saying, you know, there's a lot of announcements that go on constantly. Uh, so it's not just Ignite that these announcements are held for. You know, Microsoft generally doesn't, generally continues. It's a continuous process of, of uh, improvement and uh, and get and listening to listening to partners and MVPs and uh, and everybody that's out there and getting those in you know getting those iterative changes uh, within within their within the solutions and uh, to you know like I said make make great announcements even even if it wasn't part of Ignite but during Ignite that Sentinel is now you know now in the magic top top of the magic quadrant as a leader in uh in sim so those are all those are all great things uh <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs> yeah so um but uh but with that uh with that we you know we'll uh wrap this up i want to uh, thank you both for taking the time and sure. uh and and kicking off this podcast with me uh Hope to have you both back sometime on another topic uh, at another date. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, appreciate right. it. Thank you so much. Thank you both. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Head Securely in the Clouds. And uh, I'll see you next time.